1: Subscribe, download now the truth.
2: Hey, welcome to Politics by Faith. We have a special episode for you today. We did a TV show, a TV special, on the first TV, Channel 347, on DirecTV, and on Pluto, and Roku, and all the other, the first TV, Uh, and we did it on Biden, the Biden crime family, and we talked to two incredible guests, The, the, the two people in the forefront of the whole thing who just blew my mind with not just the corruption, but the criminality. And, and I haven't followed this story as much as I should have. Um, so, so please watch it and you'll be more caught up and ahead of everyone. Uh, it's uh, thefirsttv.com Biden. And you can watch the whole special. It's just really just the best special we've ever done. This was the last segment. I kind of broadened it out a bit. Talked a little bit about Biden, but mostly just about the state of our country and the lament. So if you share your... Uh, Concern about the state of our country right now, but you want to find some hope in the end, then uh, enjoy this segment right here. Quick time out from this episode to tell you about Patriot Gold Group. I've been telling you about Patriot Gold Group for many years. Uh, I, I guess there's a lot of places to buy gold. Uh, these guys are the best. They are consumer affairs top rated. Okay? There's consumer, if not just Mike Slater top rated, consumer affairs top rated. Gold IRA dealer, six years in a row and and counting. We're still in number six. I'm sure number seven next year because they're that good. That is for your no fee for life IRA, where your IRA and 401k can be put in physical gold and silver. See if that's right for you. Consider if that's right for you. Uh, I bought physical gold. I just had like the like FedEx delivers it. It's unbelievable. So I have physical gold and silver because. Have you looked around? Like, I'd, like I'd, have you seen the news about the economy and how things are going and where we're going? I, I don't trust the, 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 the fiat dollar for a second. I don't trust the Federal Reserve for one second. Gold. You can have it, you can own it. It's been around for thousands of years. 888 617 6122. And if you're going to buy it, buy it from Patriot Gold Group. 888 617. 6122 patriotgoldgroup.com Hey Slider Crusaders, welcome back to our special The Biden Crime Family Unbelievable these last two guests we have Absolutely phenomenal John Solomon, the guy who's collecting all the FOIA requests and connecting the dots like I've never seen connected before. Talking with Emma Joe, who is the journalist who broke the Hunter Biden laptop story. These are the two people at the front of the charge of the whole thing. It's absolutely spectacular. I'm so grateful for them and their, their insight and their wisdom with us today. If, you wanna, if, you, if you're just tuning in and you want to hear the whole thing, you go to thefirsttv.com slash Biden. thefirsttv.com slash Biden, and you can watch the whole thing. I wanna talk some big picture stuff here as we reflect on what just was. When Trump won, as he was super famous and name recognition and all that, he came from outside the system, outside the political system. And I think that gave people some hope, whether you liked him or not. Biden is the system. Biden has been in Washington, D.C. for one-fifth of the entire existence of the U.S. Constitution. Think about that. He's been there for one-fifth of all of it. (laughs) Biden winning is the system winning, taking power back, rising back up to the top. And I'm certain that they're gonna do everything they can to never be caught off guard and lose their power again. And I lament that. On my podcast, we lament. On my podcast, Politics by Faith, we talk about things, uh, political things in our country that cause anxiety. And then we, we work through it and we make the anxiety go away. And part of that process is lament. If you go to the original Webster's Dictionary, 1828, it's the only dictionary worth using. Uh, lament is defined as to mourn, to grieve, to weep or wail, or express sorrow. And I think it's worth it. I think it's worth being like, oh, this is so broken. You know, Jesus wept. People know the shortest scripture in the Bible. John 11:35. 35, Jesus wept. That's it, two words. He wept when Lazarus died. He knew he was going to bring him back to life, but he wept alongside, uh, alongside Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha. They were crying. Jesus wept with them. But that's not the only time Jesus wept. It was near the end of his time on earth when he was about to go to the cross. Hebrews 5, 7 says, In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. Loud cries and tears. So Jesus did not just weep quietly. He let out loud cries and tears at the brokenness of it all. I believe we should also mourn the brokenness of our country. The brokenness of our, well, you look at the Biden crime family, as we talked about today, and you look at that, you're like, ugh, he's our president. And that's a reflection of the brokenness of our country and the systems that would elevate someone like that and a family like that, which is a reflection of the brokenness of our culture, which is a reflection of the brokenness of the citizens of this country. But even we see this, and I think most people are just like, oh, most people don't want a Biden-Trump rematch, right? 70% of people don't want Biden to run again. His approval ratings at an all-time low, and it dropped after he announced he was going to run again. <laughs> and half of people don't want Trump to run either. And today, I have a difference between like I don't want him to run, and other like, like, to, like I, I don't want I don't want any of this. I just think there's something deep inside of people who are like, man, we got to do better than this. How can this be? I think most people have this deep lament: ugh, th- this. We're sick of the same old, the same old guard. Looking at someone like Joe Biden who's clearly in cognitive decline, to say the least, shuffling around. He never knows where he's going to go. After he reads on the podium, reads the teleprompter, he doesn't know where to go. He never knows where to go. He doesn't know what direction to move in. The people are deep down embarrassed by, by moments like this from our president.
1: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.
0: And I had a nurse named Pearl Nelson, military. She'd come in and do things that I don't think you'll learn in medical school, nursing school. She'd whisper in my ear. I didn't, couldn't understand him. She'd whisper, she'd lean down. She'd actually breathe on me to make sure that I was a, there was a connection, a human connection. Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. I'm not being facetious. Well, President Harris led this effort. Following well, with great... Uh, and the percentage of the men who do so end of quote repeat the line biden's being a pop a pop- a, pop- a, pop- a, pop- a biden's being extremist america is a nation that can be defined in a single word i was in the foot, him- uh, foot, foot excuse me in the foothills of the himalayas with xi jinping
2: now, i don't think that stuff's funny anymore I think that line when he's like, Jackie, where's Jackie? Where's Jackie? Isn't that, didn't Jackie die? It was like a week before he spoke at some event honoring Jackie dying or something. And he's like, where's Jackie? Where's like, this? It's what we have. We've got a country of 330 million Americans. This is the best we can do. And it's not just him. It's like, like Chuck Schumer's the best Senate Majority Leader. we can. Nancy Pelosi, that's it. That's the best we got. These are the zoo we're left with. I think that's depressing. I'd like to lament that. Thank you. And then the crime that you can get away with if you're connected, that's always lamentable. You've heard this story before, but it's worth sharing. I go back to it a lot. So it's the Constitutional Convention, Independence Hall, Philadelphia, 1787. Our founding fathers have been there for four months, six days a week, five hours a day. And of course they gather outside in the the pubs and all the rest talking about how they're gonna create a government that works. Understanding the limits of human nature, the reality of human nature, fallen nature, and total depravity. How can we create a government that can result in a thriving people? And right near the end, uh, Ben Franklin, who was the oldest of the delegates, he was 81, he had gout, kidney stones, he could barely stand up. He actually wrote out his speech, gave it to his fellow Pennsylvania delegate, James Wilson, and said, there are several parts of this constitution which I do not at present approve, but the older I grow, The more apt I am to doubt my own judgment and to pay more respect to the judgment of others. I love that story because, I love that part of the story because Franklin uh, used to be a very prideful man, but he ended up being very humble. Anyway, those were not Franklin's final words. Those were maybe his final prepared words. But there was another impromptu speech that Ben Franklin actually gave himself. This is the last thing in the records of the Constitutional Convention that James Madison kept. Franklin told everyone to look at the chair. That George Washington had been sitting in as he presided over the convention. And it was uh, in the chair was a carved son, half of a son. And Ben Franklin said, I've often said, excuse me, he said, I have said he, often and often in the course of this session. And the vicissitudes, so like the back and forth of my hopes and fears, looked at that behind the president, a chair. Without being able to tell whether it was a rising or setting sun. But now at length I have the happiness to know that it is a rising and not a setting sun. Do you feel right now that the sun is setting on America or that it is still a rising sun? Is the sun setting or is the sun rising? If you go back and you, you listen to the guests we had on our special here, thefirsttv.com slash Biden, you can, you can watch it if you missed it or if you're listening to this on the podcast. You hear these stories of corruption and crime. And that's a setting, son. But I don't know. Is there some hope somewhere that we're going to get to the bottom of it? Maybe it's rising. You know, our founding fathers are not super hopeful about this country. They really weren't. Months before Jefferson died, just a couple months by the way, he died on the 4th of July, 1826, 50 years to the day after the Declaration of Independence. Isn't that amazing? The same day as John Adams. It's one of the craziest facts I've ever heard in my life. But he wrote in a letter, he said, I fear with you all the evils which the present lowering aspect of our political horizon so ominously portends. He says, I have the same fears that you have that this country may not survive. In Jefferson's view, at the end of his life, the sun was setting on America. He later confessed, he says, at some uh, future day, which I hoped to be very distant, the free principles of our government might change. But I certainly did not expect that this would ever, excuse me, that this would not outlive the generation which established them. It's like, yeah, I thought this country would collapse, but I didn't think it would collapse within the same lifespan of the people who created this. That was John Thomas Jefferson. So maybe in some ways we're, we're already on borrowed time. It's a miracle that it's lasted this long. Most of our founders, at the end of their life, were very worried about the republic they built. You know, they surely didn't want to be like uh, like Europe. Alexander Hamilton, he said in Federalist Number 9, he said, It is impossible to read of the petty republics of Greece and Italy without feeling sensations of horror and disgust at the distractions with which they were continually agitated and at the rapid succession of revolutions by which they were kept in a state of perpetual vibration between the extremes of tyranny on one hand and anarchy on the other. So our founding fathers created a system of government to limit that and to keep corrupt people out of power. But even the best system needs men of virtue. The best system, even the one we have today, which is the best that's ever been created, even that still needs men of virtue. And it was John Adams who didn't even see it aging well. He didn't see it going well even at the time. He said there's so much uh, rascality, there's dishonesty, so much dishonesty, so much venality and corruption, so much avarice and ambition, such a rage for profit and commerce among all ranks and degrees of men in America that I sometimes doubt whether there is public virtue enough to support a republic. How about that? John Adams being like, I don't even think we can do this. We created a system, but it requires honest people. It requires good people. It requires virtuous people. I just don't see it. That was back in like 1790. (laughs) He's like, like, I just, I don't, I don't think we can do it. No, excuse me. That letter was in 1776, I believe. So even at the very beginning, he's like, I don't know. So where are we today? Well, I'll tell you, Biden didn't cause this. I think Biden is a reflection of this. And it's going to get much, much worse before it gets better. And I think everything Biden is is pretty petty compared to what could come as we continue down this experiment. And maybe the sun needs to set before it can rise again. Gee, Slater, that lament's not very, not very encouraging. And of course not, it's a lament. But one of the good things about a lament is it, is it causes you to not put your hope in broken things. All right? You look at a broken thing, you're like, I lament the brokenness of it. Good, I'm not going to hope in it anymore. Because instead, you can place your hope on something eternal. The way we fix anxiety, and our founding fathers knew this, by the way, is Psalm 146.3. Do not put your trust in princes. And do not put your trust in human beings. Blessed are those whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in their Lord, the Lord, their God. To see the whole special Please go to the website, thefirsttv.com slash Biden. Mike Slater, spread the word. Quick time out to tell you about our very first sponsor. And I'm so grateful to these guys. I was at the launch of Public Square. I was at their big app launch. It was uh, wonderful and I was talking to Michael and I was like, man, this, I really hope this works. I really, really hope this goes places. And like a couple months later, it's across the country and thriving. And now they're going public, and it is—it's unbelievable. But it makes perfect sense. It's because we're sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of giving my money to people who hate me. I'm sick of giving my money to people who hate our family and my values and everything we fight for on this podcast. Like everything we stand for in this podcast, we're like, yeah, that's right. And then we go out, we take our money, and we give it to people who com- who hate everything we we do. It's so like I don't want to do that anymore. So, but how do I know? Download the app, public square, totally free. Start small, just hit near me, coffee. So stop going to Starbucks and go to a coffee shop near you that shares your values. There's five values that every person on the app, every, excuse me, every business on the app has to say they are committed to. That's how they get featured, and that's it. And then you know who these people are and where they are and you can support them instead. And it's not just near you, although that's awesome, it's also online businesses as well. Be a part of just a, creating a parallel economy, a not woke economy. Public Square, publicsq.com, free download in the App Store, public square. Judy was boring. Hello. Then
1: Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy.